Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Mike Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading uh, reading crap like that. You can almost, if you if you look just right, you can see the devil on one shoulder. We, we need we need to do <laughs> there the was a little devil grin, on the left. Mad. There yeah. was a little everything in that face there. He yeah. didn't want to say <laughs> Mike Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading, uh, <laughs> reading crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an all timer. Well done, you know, Peter. It's too good. I, you probably, you probably don't watch the show on the days you're not involved in it, and for that, I cannot blame you. They get a ton of <laughs> mileage out of the Aaron Rodgers saying, "Don't waste your time reading crap like that." And we pointed out yesterday that he really didn't want to give me the 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 satisfaction of acknowledging my existence the fact that i was at least on that day living in his head rent free as the kids would say but yes he gave in he gave in to the temptation come to the dark side aaron rodgers and he did at least for that moment <laughs> we we play that again number 1 because it's fun but number 2 because that's our first topic we spent some time last week peter talking about the possibility he would retire for a year unretire at a time when it's it's not advantageous for the Packers to reabsorb his contract. Uh, where are we right now? Here we are, June 4. What is your prediction as to how this plays out, both mandatory minicamp and training camp? Does he show for either, neither, both? I don't think he's going to be there at mandatory minicamp. I mean, what's $95,000? Now, I think it has become very easy for people to say, oh, he'll just sit out. I mean, look, if vengeance is the Packers, okay, in this, and this becomes blood sport with Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, $95,000 for missing minicamp. If he goes out during the season, I mean, if he is, doesn't come back this season and the Packers do what they are legally uh, able to do, and go get millions of dollars. I'm sure you've done a post on it, Mike, but it's 30 plus million dollars yes. that they can go after. So the question is, you know, you hear all of these things about how Aaron Rodgers is fine 
with doing what he's doing right now. And, you know, the roiling seas are okay with him. But it's going to be another matter. And I've said this all along. It's going to be another matter when we get to the point where it's not just $50,000 a day for missing training camp, which even a guy like Aaron Rodgers is probably going to say, hmm, if I miss training camp, if I don't show up, I can't get that money back. And that is a $2 million fine. So... You know, you, you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you probably still say, okay, two million bucks. I can do that. I can do that. I'm going to force them to, to trade me to do whatever. But then you get to the season. And if you don't show up, then that's when the significant money starts being lost. So I, as I say, Mike, whatever day it is, June 4th, it's all well and good to say Aaron Rodgers is going to stand his ground. And he may. But I think the real time to ask this question is on August 4th, not on June 4th, because honestly, I have heard that Aaron Rodgers is as resolute as ever, and the Packers are as resolute as ever. So we'll see what happens in the coming 60 days, 45 days. As it relates to the mandatory minicamp, I can't rule out the possibility of Aaron Rodgers doing what Ezekiel Elliott did for the Cowboys two years ago, which was show up for the mandatory minicamp Everything is fine, or at least it seems fine. And then training camp arrives, and he wasn't there. He was in Mexico training on his own while he held out for his contract. So, you know, Sims and I were discussing yesterday that if Rodgers doesn't show up for mandatory minicamp, that's the thing that could move Packers fans closer to DEFCON 1, 1 being the worst, 5 being the least. I know that's counterintuitive, but trust me on that. Packers fans will freak out and stay freaked out. And then whether or not he shows up for camp is something everyone will be focused on and obsessed with. If he shows up for mandatory minicamp, everybody's going to think, okay, fine, he'll be there for training camp. And maybe he won't. Maybe that's when the next curveball comes. But my other observation is this, and I've been working on this over the course of the week, and here's where I think I am on it. From the Packers' perspective, if you're going to trade this guy, you're actually better off waiting until after the season at this point. Because if you say right now, okay, we relent, we'll give Aaron Rodgers what he wants. And in recognition of all the great things he's done for us over the years, and and yes, we were wrong to draft Jordan Love. We admit it. We're going to trade him. Who's showing up at that trade auction when you're making Rodgers available in June? The Broncos, maybe the Raiders, possibly the Dolphins, but there's no indication Rodgers even would want to go play in Miami. If you do it after the, the season, Peter, I mean, I, I, there's no indication he wants to go to Carolina either. I think he wants to get West. And even without a no-trade clause, if he doesn't want to go there, I don't think you want him. But when you get to March, well, you can have 10 teams easily clamoring to try to get Aaron Rodgers because they will have concluded between now and then that their current quarterbacks suck and it's time to move on. So uh, I, I think that if the Packers are looking at 2022 draft picks anyway, why not wait until next year? And if he doesn't want to play this year, fine. We'll take 33 or $35 million, depending upon whether he retires or holds out, and we can then fine him for missing days in training camp on top of the $33 million we would save. And if he shows up and plays, fine. We get one more year with him. But at the, the more I think about it, there's no reason for the Packers to give in. Show up and play, great. Don't show up. We'll take the $35 million. Either way, we trade you next year. We're getting more than if we give in and trade you now. 
Mike, I, what I'm thinking very seriously of writing for Monday, it's my last column before I go on break, but what I'm thinking very seriously, and I, I, I hesitate at giving this away, but it's right down our alley right now. I'll tell you wh- how I would solve this right now if I were Mark Murphy. I'd fly to California. I'd sit in a room with David Dunn, the agent, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, and I would say, look, we will make a pact right here, right now. I will trade you in March of 2022 if you come back this year and play and are not a disruptive factor. And But you've got to come back and play this year. Then we'll give you what you want in 2022. Now, Aaron Rodgers might say, no interest. I'm not coming back, period. You decide what you want to do. But to me, the solution is give the Packers something that they want give Rodgers something that he wants, and also give Rodgers the ability to basically say, let's say by December 1st, have Rodgers and Dunn be able to give you four teams that you would be willing to be traded to. And again, in this day and age, Mike, to keep something like that secret would be a Herculean task. Absolutely Herculean. However, I think it is the best way. And even if it got out, what's the worst thing in the world? Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers is playing his last year with the Packers. So what? Big deal. We all think that anyway. I would rather rather have that. I'd rather have that than I would have everybody saying, essentially, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So what if everybody knows? Is that going to make Aaron Rodgers not play well against the Lions on Sunday? No. Is that going to make the job of the Packers any less, any any more difficult to get to the playoffs and go far? No, it's not. I would much rather have that if I were the Green Bay Packers than having Blake Bortles go under center at New Orleans in week one. That's for darn sure. I, I almost fell out of my chair at that, uh, all due respect to Blake Bortles, at that possibility. Um, another thing <laughs> that could be a sweetener, and this leads to our next topic, if Mark Murphy were to say, oh, by the way, we're also trading for Julio Jones, that could be an enticement to get Aaron Rodgers to play one more year. How do we think the Julio Jones situation is going to play out, Peter? And I assume neither of us believe he's going to end up in Green Bay. Where do you think he's going to be in 2021? Well, Mike, for a long time, I felt like New England was the best option for Julio Jones just because of Bill Belichick's uh you know, work over the years with veterans and having them come in, having them fit in, okay? But two things happened after I wrote that uh, last week, after I said I thought New England was, was a you know, had a good shot. Um, number one, remember, when they uh, dealt a fourth-round pick for Randy Moss in 2007, they basically told him, hey, listen, you know, we can't pay you a lot of money. It's like whenever they get the old veterans who really want to get rescued from somewhere, Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, like, you know, you basically tell them, hey, look, here's your contract. Here's what you're going to have to make to come here. And I doubt sincerely that the Patriots would agree to pay Julio Jones with his recent injury history, with the fact that he doesn't practice very much, $38 million over three years. So I now think that a team like uh, Tennessee would have a very good shot at him. It makes all the sense in the world. Their receiving core is down. 
They've watched the Indianapolis Colts in player acquisition and drafting and at the quarterback position position get really good. So I, I think it would serve the Titans to, in their best interest to figure out a way to work the cap this year. They don't have the money this year. They'd have to you know, fool around with the contract to do it. But the next two years, they're in good cap shape, and they could afford Julio Jones. So I think Tennessee is the best option for him. You mentioned the Patriots not being willing to pay Julio Jones $38 million over three years. It works out to about $12.7 million per year. I believe Julio Jones doesn't want $38 million over three years. I think he wants more than $38 million. You believe he wants more? Years. He's either going to ask for more money on the way in the door or, or he's going to play his ass off in 2021 and want more money after. And make and you give him that contract next year. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do at that point? And, yeah. and that, that's the reality, whether it's Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, the things that fractured the relationship with the current team can fracture the relationship with the new team. And one of the things that fractured the relationship between the Falcons and Julio Jones was his push three years ago to get more money. Once Aaron, once Matt Ryan got to $30 million a year and Julio was making fifteen, he said, what the bleep is wrong with this picture? And that he got to twenty two. And now, you know, you don't think that you're on a deal worth $22 million per year when you got three years left at 38 that works out to 12.75, especially if you get to a new team. So whoever trades for him is going to have to factor that in as well. And Peter, that's why I think the trade hasn't happened. The window's wide open now. Trade hasn't happened because, number one, they can't get to where they want to be. And Arthur Blank, I'm told, is driving that bus. He can't understand why he can't get more than a second-round pick when he got a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu and gave up a second-round pick for Hayden Hurst. How can I, how can I not get more than a second-round pick for Julio Jones? Theory I had yesterday. Let me, let me get your thoughts on whether you like this. Because I thought at one point they would have to keep Julio Jones because maybe when we get into the season and a team emerges as a Super Bowl contender and they know they're going to be, or at least assume they're going to be drafting late in round one, that may be when a team says, fine, we'll give you a first-round pick for this guy because we're going all in and we're going to try to win the Super Bowl. What if the Falcons and Julio Jones agree? Don't come to camp. Don't report. Stay in shape, but stay away. And at some point before the deadline, the Tuesday after week eight, we will trade you. That's the quid pro quo. I think there's a chance that's the only way they're going to get to a first-round pick. Well, I think the issue with that is if you tell a guy don't come to camp, you don't have the ability really right now. I don't think, Mike, you might know this. I don't think you have the ability to say don't come to camp because then he'd still he's under contract. He'd still be fined $2 million total aggregate for missing camp. So you'd have to find some way to make him whole for that, wouldn't you? You just don't put him on the reserve did not report list. You'd have to carry him on your 90-man roster. And then the challenge becomes, where do you pigeonhole him when the regular season begins? Hey, what if you just put him on active, physically unable to perform or something like that? I mean, look, they, they can if they're committed to this, yeah. there's a way they could pull it off. Rich McKay knows the league well enough to know how to pull it off and not have anyone ask any delicate questions about Julio Jones' status. But but you're right, and, and this is a fairly new twist in the CBA. If you don't report, it's mandatory that that money is paid. It's mandatory that you can no longer say, okay, fine, you know, we love you and we understand why you held out. We're not going to collect 
the $2 million in fines for staying away for all the camps. So that, that is a wrinkle in this, but I, I think Rich McKay would know how to figure it out. Either, either way, Peter, I, I think they're not going to get that first-round pick between now and training camp. I just don't think somebody's going to wake up and say, okay, fine, I don't Arthur, see we'll it give either. you the first-round pick. I don't see it either. And Mike, so somebody's the got a blank that you talk about. The risk, the risk of the the scenario that you talk about is, you know. So I know one team that's very interested in Julio Jones, and this is a team that values practice, and that values a guy's being able to be on the field for practice. And you hear all these stories of Julio Jones only practiced a handful of times last year, and. Uh, however many times he practiced, he certainly doesn't practice every day or nearly every day. So I think one of the issues, one of the dangers is after as physical a career as he has had, and now he's 32 years old, you know, the question is, do you have a guarantee that he's going to play the first seven games of this year and be healthy as a moose coming into the week of the trading deadline? You know, that's a, that's a risky road to take if you're the Atlanta Falcons. And quite honestly, I would much rather have the, uh, the boil lanced and the trade done right now for a solid two without contributing anything to the acquiring team with the $38 million. How about rock climbing manana? No, I, I've got to get a boil lance manana, and I think I get charged... If I cancel on one manana's notice, let's take a break. Which doesn't belong and why? Tony, including, you want some tuna including Lance Boyles when PFD Live continues. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chris Hogan has made the initial roster of the Premier Lacrosse League's Boston Cannons. The 2021 Premier Lacrosse League season will begin this weekend from Gillette Stadium on NBCSN and Peacock. Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Cannons versus the Redwoods. Chris Hogan playing lacrosse. Bill Belichick undoubtedly will be on the sidelines because he loves him, Peter, some lacrosse. It's amazing how much Belichick loves lacrosse. There's your full lineup for Premier Lacrosse League week one all games 
Are they games or matches? Either way. All games, all contests, all matches from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Peter. But yeah, isn't it amazing that, that, that Belichick has just such a, a, a deep and abiding love of lacrosse? I mean, I think it's really cool that someone who's so great at football was also so great and smart at something else, particularly a niche sport. And, you know, everybody talks about Chris Hogan like he was this sort of had a decent cup of coffee in the NFL. And I will maintain that the New England Patriots very well may not have come back to beat the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl uh, five years ago if Chris Hogan was not such a clutch player at the end of fourth quarter and in overtime where Tom Brady and Chris Hogan tormented the secondary of the Atlanta Falcons with comeback routes. And Chris Hogan was the king of the comeback route. And I remember asking Brady, remember that trip I made to see Brady up in Montana, Mike, a week after that game? I go to see Brady and I, and I said, listen, the one thing that I'm so curious about of the, about this Super Bowl is I said, Chris Hogan and Malcolm Mitchell became your go-to guys in one of the biggest games of your life. I said, I find that unbelievable. I said, why do you go to Hogan and Mitchell at such a huge time? And he goes, Peter, 122 practices and staying after practice and drilling down on exactly where they're going to be. They know to the foot exactly how far downfield they have to go. I know exactly where they're going to be. It causes me to have comfort with them. And I don't care, and I'm putting words in Brady's mouth, but he, his point was, I don't care if they're famous. I don't care if they may never have another moment in the NFL. You know, it's like in baseball, sometimes the guy you never heard of is the hero of the World Series. Everybody can have a moment. And Chris Hogan should wear that Super Bowl ring proudly because in my opinion, I sincerely doubt that the Patriots win that Super Bowl without Chris Hogan on the team. I remember Chris Hogan first becoming aware of him, 2012 Hard Knocks with the Dolphins. Remember his nickname? No. 7-Eleven, always open. Dolphins always didn't open, make it there, yeah. but ultimately got his Super Bowl ring with the Patriots. All right, a quick round of which doesn't belong and why. Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, the NFL's highest paid running backs, which doesn't belong and why. I'd say uh, Christian McCaffrey because we know that the other two guys are coming back in fine fettle, and we're not positive about Christian McCaffrey. He's got to go out and prove it. I'd say Zeke Elliott because I think he's on, as much as I love him as a player, and he's a great guy, I think he's on the downward slope, and he's got to prove that he's not this year. Chiefs, Chargers, Vikings, teams with improved offensive lines, which doesn't belong and why? I would say the Vikings because I still don't know whether the Vikings have done enough uh, to be able to win, especially whether they've done enough on defense. Now, I know they've done a lot. And they got Anthony Barr coming back. I, I, I get that. But I think they are expecting Patrick Peterson, 
Xavier Rhodes to come in really and fix their secondary, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. I'm going to say the Vikings because they have low-key understated quarterback dysfunction. They're looking to turn the page on Kirk Cousins. They wanted to go up and get Justin Fields. They have Kellen Mond. There's something that's going to be percolating there that the Chiefs and Chargers don't have. They've got franchise guys for years to come. Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, and Urban Myers, the the not-an-excuse excuse makers, which doesn't belong and why. I don't know why Myers on the list. I know why Brady and Roethlisberger were because we – we had them making excuses this week. Oh, oh, my, oh, well, Bourbon Meyer were talking about, he was talking about how free agency was a problem because he couldn't properly recruit and all that. So, which doesn't belong and why of those three? I'd say it's Urban Meyer because nobody has expectations for Urban Meyer. There are gigantic expectations in Tampa and heightened expectations in Pittsburgh where it could be Roethlisberger's last year. I think it will be his last year, and I continue to predict that come November, both the Steelers and Roethlisberger will regret that they they held it all together for one more year, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Which, for me, I would say, I'll agree with you that that it's Meyer, because wherever the bar is, there is no bar in Jacksonville. They were 1-15, and and everyone is just kind of curious, sitting back and waiting to see what Urban Meyer does, waiting to see whether he's finally the next Jimmy Johnson versus all the other college coaches who have not done well in their NFL stints in the past 30 years. Let's go ahead and take a break. We have a draft that uh, should be very intriguing, far more intriguing than that photo. (laughs) Dinner guests, all-time NFL dinner guests that we would like to uh, crack bread with or break bread as the case may be. We'll do that when PFD Live continues right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. God, I, I am you can have dinner Canadians. with yeah. one giant. Who would it be? That was the tweet that was... Posted yesterday by the New York Giants, Phil Sims on the photo. I don't know that Phil would be my choice. I think LT would be the guy that I would want to hear tell stories for a few hours uh, as he drank more and more wine. But, uh, Peter, all-time NFL dinner guests, living or dead, anyone we want to pick, that's today's draft inspired by that Giants tweet. Here is the, the trivia question to determine the first selection. Who is the only player... With nine or more receiving touchdowns in each of the last two seasons. 
Stefan Diggs. I would never get this. Marvin Jones. Who? I would, nobody would ever get that. Marvin Jones's uh, mother wouldn't get that. <laughs> Marvin Jones possibly wouldn't get it. Uh, I, this, this is easy for me. I've done no research or preparation. The, begins, the, the list begins and ends for me with Aaron Rodgers. Final answer. Come on, Aaron. I'll cook you a steak the way you like it. We'll have some scotch or tequila or both. Let's have a chat. Let's have a conversation. And uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll eventually write some crap that you may choose to read. So come on, Aaron. Let's go have some dinner. Look, hey, Mike, Mike, I just want to tell you, Aaron Rodgers would rather report to the Packers than have dinner. <laughs> He'd rather have dinner with Brian Gutekunst than have dinner with me. <laughs> hey, I'll take Vince Lombardi getting back on a serious note just because all we know about Vince Lombardi, who now unfortunately has been gone for more than 50 years, all we know is the legend. Now, Obviously, I mean, I never, I never met Vince Lombardi. Most, I, I, I don't know any football writers alive who, even as a child, would have would have met or or known Vince Lombardi. But I just would be very, very curious to find out if the man matched the legend. I think he probably would. Peter, do you remember? This is a trivia question that goes way back. Do you remember going to see? the Vince Lombardi play. Yes. And do you remember who was with you? Uh, Mike Florio. And your wife. Uh, and do you remember who yes. played Vince Lombardi? Dan, uh, what's his name? Tell me, Mike. Dan Loria. Who? Dan Loria from the Wonder Dan Years. Dan Loria, from yeah. The Wonder Years. yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. would also be the he dad. He was really good, too. They, they did a, a musical version of A Christmas Story. He was the dad in that as well. All right. Uh, next one for me, Bill Belichick. I, you know, I, 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 I like to torture myself. I, I, you know, I'm used to having dinner with people who don't hate me. Uh, I'd like to have dinner with people who do hate me. So I, I assume Belichick does just because I think he hates everybody. I'd love to because I've always heard you get him away from football. He's a great guy. He's funny. He's awesome. He's talkative. He's he's you know, he, he's 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 a great guy to be around. Well, that'd be one way to find out. Let's uh, let's uh, sit down and have a meal, Bill. I'd be I'd be uh, honored to do it. But uh, I know that just like Aaron Rodgers, that will never happen. You know, my next one really would be George Hallis. And again, I, I'm a big fan of football history. Uh, I, I think George Hallis was such an interesting guy because you go back to the very roots of the game and he played in the 20s with the Decatur Staley's and then the Chicago Bears. And then obviously coached and owned. And I mean, here's a guy who coached Gail Sayers and Dick Butkus and who played against Bronco Nagurski. So, I, I mean, you know, how, how do you not want to have the, the, the whole encyclopedia to be able to download from George Hallis's brain? Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I mean, this guy uh, connected to so many decades of football as a player, a coach, and an owner. I got to go uh, a, a modern-day figure and and this one's very simple. This is just there's one piece of curiosity that I would want to have satisfied. I would invite Patrick Mahomes over. I would find out which cut of steak he prefers. I would get the most expensive, best marbled 
version of it that I could. I want to see how badly he would ruin that with ketchup. I just I would have to witness <laughs> the amount of ketchup that he would drown his pieces of steak in because he is uh, well documented as putting ketchup on everything, including steak. He's told the story. He's been at uh, a restaurant and they like they give him a hard time because he wants to put ketchup on his steak. It's like, hey, I bought the steak. I'm putting ketchup on it. If you were allowed a fourth guess, Mike, it sounds like you'd want Jake from State Farm because you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Patrick Mahomes, and surely uh, Bill Belichick will be the 2022 State Farm uh, ad guy. Uh, so hey, he did got, Subway. The, That's a, it's a new it's a new universe for Bill. <laughs> All right, my last guy is going to be a guy who might surprise you a little bit, and you know because I think. We're all sort of ruled by when we were growing up, the first person when we watch football who we kind of idolized, and mine would be Fran Tarkenton. I grew up a kid in Connecticut. I was a big Giants fan. And Fran Tarkenton, for a while, was the quarterback of the New York Giants in between Minnesota Vikings stints. But he was always this, you know, sort of devil-may-care run around, make things happen guy, Favre before Favre, Mahomes before Mahomes. And then, you know, later in life off the field, he's become this sort of new world guy uh, with so many different and divergent interests. I just think, how about Fran Tarkenton, Vince Lombardi, and George Hallis at dinner? That would be sort of interesting. Well, and we have time for one more round, so I'll add another one to that. A guy who knows Fran Tarkenton pretty well. Let's bring Bud Grant, and let's do it outdoors in the cold with no coats on. Bud Grant is the guy who would make it longer than anyone else in that environment. Uh, But uh, a a guy who has encyclopedic knowledge of all those years that he was a coach. He dates back to the CFL and played for the Lakers I think did he play for the Lakers I think he played for the Lakers played for the Minneapolis Lakers yeah yeah so uh yeah there there would be plenty of great stories from him as well Peter then there my last there there we are walking to the table six below walking to the table he's still doing uh, outdoors he's still doing well I saw him a couple of years ago in Minneapolis and he's doing really well um Mike my last one is going to be Paul Brown and my first year covering a National Football League team it was 1984 when Paul Brown had moved, of course, from coaching the Bengals to owning the Bengals to making all the franchise decisions. And that year in training camp, Paul Brown was there for every practice in his big straw hat standing on the sidelines. I watched 30 practices with Paul Brown. My only uh, regret is that I never wrote down every word that he said. But I would want to have dinner. I'd want to have Paul Brown there, and I would want to say thank you uh, for helping me get to know a little bit about football. June 19, there is an event at the high school that Paul Brown attended near Canton, and then Bengals fans will descend on the Hall of Fame to try to rally for more members of the Bengals organization to get in. They've got one so far in Anthony Munoz, so you made me think of that when you mentioned it. And uh, I, they have like eight different Bengals players that they're going to try to push to get into the Hall of Fame. They're upset that there's only one Bengal all-time who has made it. Let's go ahead and take a break. And when we return, we will wrap up this Friday edition of PFT Live.
as far as the pressure thing or uh, the pressure question, um, I don't think anyone will put more pressure on myself than, than me. Um, I have high, high expectations for myself. I'm going to hold uh, myself to a certain standard. So coming out each and every day and performing at a high level um, is, is, is where the standard is. And of course, yes, Deshaun played at a very high level and has played at a very high level uh, throughout this uh, throughout his career uh, I've been a fan of his and I know him personally uh, but the opportunity um, to be able to start here is something that I that I look forward to and um, looking forward like I said just going out and competing with um, the guys that we have in our locker room the great talent Brandon Cooks uh, Randall Cobb Jordan Akins uh, David Johnson Philip Lindsley Mark Ingham all guys that I've admire from afar um, being able to to be in a locker room with those guys and to go um, battle with those guys on Sundays is something that I'm looking forward to. That's Tyrod Taylor, who will be the starting quarterback in Houston, assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't show up and he's ready to go. And Peter, you know, this is this is something that continues to loom over the NFL, but with Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones, we don't talk about it much. Deshaun Watson, what do you think is going to happen? I think Deshaun Watson will begin the year either on the commissioner's exempt list or suspended by the NFL uh, because I, I would doubt that these cases would be adjudicated by the first week of September. But you asked me my gut feeling, I think, you know, you asked, and that is my gut feeling because to me, I think one of the big things is, you know, I think Deshaun Watson if he's being advised correctly, he's got to, if I were advising him, I'd say, look at 2022. 2022 is what really matters for you. This is going to be a disaster this season. This year is going to be a disaster. Your whole goal in life has to be to be on the field as some team's quarterback on September 1, 2022. Trial at some point will happen after May of 2022. He can't be questioned under oath until after this year's Super Bowl, which does create a window for him to play. I think there's still a chance these cases settle. As I've said before, you don't get to the point where you're haggling over whether or not the terms of the settlement will be confidential if you don't already have terms of the settlement in mind. There's no point arguing whether or not we're going to go public with all this and be allowed to talk about it if you haven't reached a consensus, Peter. I think they have a number that is palatable for both sides, and it it's just a matter of reaching an agreement on the other terms, and that could happen at any time. And if it does, all of a sudden Deshaun Watson's back in play, subject to a suspension. I think he still gets suspended, but after that suspension, four, six, eight games, he could be playing for somebody other than the Texans. That could make things very interesting. Peter is on vacation starting now. We'll see him down the road. We'll see the rest of you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.